Though we are in the heart of fishing season, we're doing a lot of outdoor stuff this week because Game Fair is on. It starts Friday, runs through Sunday, next Friday through Sunday as well. We've talked with Ron Huspet, who works at Game Fair. We've talked with Nora Ross, who's doing shooting seminars there. She's a Hall of Fame shooter. And one of the most popular features at Game Fair is the trick shooter, Travis Mears. We will hear from him, and we will dive a little bit into fishing because it's Lake of the Weekday as well. It's all coming up. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, presented by Visit Bemidji. Today, we continue getting you ready for Game Fair, which is uh, this weekend and next weekend. There's a lot of great stuff going on there. And one of the things that is very, very popular is the trick shooter, Travis Mears, and he joins us today. Travis, thanks for taking some time to talk with us. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. I always look forward to uh, Game Fair. and it's, uh, I know that this is going to be just as good as the last guy. So tell me a little bit about uh, uh, your show. Um, how often have you been to Game Fair in the past, first of all? So obviously we missed last year, um, but I went the two years prior to that. And, uh, you know, it's a huge honor as a trick shooter to be invited to Game Fair because so many of the great shooters before me uh, got to perform up there. Um, but it's easy to fall in love with the event, so now I'm hooked and, until they tell me I can't come back. Well, Travis, uh, as we were talking before we went on the air, it's pretty apparent you are not from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, uh, I get that often when I'm in Minnesota. Uh, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and so uh, I got a little bit of a draw, I've heard. <laughs> just a tad, just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Travis, um, what is trick shooting exactly? Well, you know, we're always preaching safety, Um anytime we're handling a firearm. Uh, but what I always say in, in, as a joke is I do all the things that you're not supposed to do with a shotgun. So, <laughs> for example, I shoot from the hip, between the legs, one-handed, left-handed, hanging upside down in a diversion table, jumping on a trampoline. Um, most of the targets that I'll be shooting uh, in the show will be hand-thrown. And so uh, I'll start out with some basic stuff, shooting two, three, uh, all the way up to seven from the hip. Um, and then I'll flip the gun over my head, shoot some singles and some doubles. And then, uh, through the show, I continue to challenge myself and in an effort to entertain the crowd, just mix it up. And, and like I said, do all the things that, uh, no one, no one does with a shotgun. <laughs> I think it's probably good that most people don't do that with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is. It takes a lot of practice and, and, uh, I'm always safe, especially in front of a live crowd. Um, but. I do know that a lot of folks go out and try it. You know, next time they go out to the range, drop it down to the hip and see if they can't hit one. Um, because what I've heard is in the show, it, it looks so easy that, you know, everybody thinks they can do it. But it does take a lot of practice, a lot of shells down range. You know, when I watch the Masters, golf looks really easy, and then I go try it, and not right. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of golf, in my show, I actually uh, do some golf shots. So I'll take some golf balls and throw them up, and I'll hook one to the left, slice one to the right, and then drive a few down the middle and uh, try to incorporate a couple different games, uh, tennis, golf, lacrosse, uh, sometimes basketball. I'll pull all those into the show, and, and uh, we'll launch those things pretty far. Wow. Well, let's let's talk a little bit of how you got 
to this point? Uh, obviously, you've been shooting a long time. What uh, drew you, and how did you get involved in the trick shooting aspect? Well, I'm a uh, started really young, uh, so Dad was interested in shooting. And um, as soon as I was old enough and big enough to to hold a shotgun, he he put me out on the range, and I'd already been exposed for a while. So around age nine. Um, I started shooting and shooting competitively and, um, and, and shot all the way through high school and, and then went uh, to Lindenwood University in St. Charles, Missouri on a, a shooting scholarship and shot for the, shot for the team up there competitive. Um, and I still shoot uh, at the professional level, level in sporting clays and love competitive clay target sports. But um, where the trick shooting started was when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old, at the end of practice, I always had a couple extra shells in my pocket and I'd, you know, have dad or whoever was pulling for me, uh, throw a couple extra targets and I'd drop the gun down to the hip and try to break them. And, uh, it didn't take too long. It started to get easier and easier. And, and, uh, I, I kind of got thrown to the wolves. So when I was 17, I won the ESPN great outdoor games. And uh, at that time, Beretta picked me up, and and uh, I went to my boss at Beretta and said, "Hey, I, I think I want to do some trick shooting." And so, um, you know, it was kind of the end of the conversation. I was a 17 year old <laughs> punk kid with a shotgun, and and next thing I know, he calls and says, "Hey, you got a trick show in in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, October something something." Okay, so I've got about six weeks that I've got to teach myself how to be a uh, not only a trick shooter, but an entertainer because I'll be in front of a crowd. And so uh, from that moment, I fell in love with it and started practicing a lot. And I've been doing shows um, for over half my life now. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great way for me to share my passion for the shotgun sports um, and also get to pull the trigger a few extra times. Had you seen other trick shooters that inspired you, or is this just something you thought would be fun? Yeah, and there's only... There's only ever been, let's say, five trick shooters in the whole country at, at any one time. Um, but there was several trick shooters that I had seen. Um, Scott Robertson, uh, Tom Knapp, Patrick Flanagan. Uh, there's a, you know, a bunch of the guys that were running around and doing it really, really well, uh, when I was younger. And not many of those are still doing it. Um, so the, the younger guys have kind of picked up the flag and ran with it. But yeah, you know, seeing it and getting those ideas from those guys that were doing it uh, really inspired me. And then the first time I got in front of a crowd, I fell in love with it. Well, you know, applause is good. People, it's really hard. It's really hard to to not like getting applause. Well, they either get quiet and start to leave the bleachers, or they <laughs> absolutely uh, roar and clap. And uh, and I always say before the show. I'm going to have as much fun as y'all do. So if y'all who holler and clap, then I'll know you're having fun. If you get quiet, I'm just going to climb under the table and hide till you leave. <laughs> <laughs> so how many years would you say you've been doing this now? Uh, I'm 34 now. So I uh, started when I was 17. Okay. Well, somebody else can have to do the math. That's seven, 17 years, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and about how often do you get out there and, and do the uh, um, trap shooting competitions? So I, I hit all the majors, um, all the majors that I can't hit. And so I'll shoot about anywhere from uh, four to 6,000 registered targets all over the country uh, at competition. Uh, usually hit the state, the U.S. Open, nationals, and a couple of regionals. And then, you know, we've got some local tournaments that, that I'll make it to. 
Um, and so I, I try to maintain my status over there and compete when I have time. Uh, I've got two kids and a wife and own a business that, you know, keeps me fairly busy. And so juggling uh, all the different balls has uh, become, you know, more and more difficult. But uh, I'm still shooting just as much as I ever have at, at the sporting clay stuff and then still doing as many shows as I ever had. Um, I'll do anywhere from 20 to 25 shows a year all over the country, um, with 12 of those being at game fair and the other ones are all over the place. For example, I'm in, uh, I'm in Sparta, Illinois right now. Um, the world's largest clay uh, competition is a, a big trap shoot. It's called the grand American. And so I was here last week and did a show for the youth part of that event. And I'm, I'm back, uh, just flew in this morning. And I've got a show uh, this afternoon for the adult part. And so there'll be anywhere from, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 people in the stands tonight. And uh, as a trick shooter, um, it's kind of crazy. This show and the game fair are really the two biggest events of the year. And so uh, the fact that I'm doing both and, and both in the same weekend is super cool for me. Wow. Um, how old are your kids? My daughter uh, is six, just turned six, and my son's three. So have they have they picked up a gun yet? Well, they uh, they shoot a lot of BBs. <laughs> shoot a lot of BBs. Um, but when I'm at home, I I shoot uh, my bow a lot. And so in the backyard, I'll be shooting, you know, target, trying to get ready for hunting season and stuff. And so they've been uh, they've been really getting into. Uh, taking their bow out and shooting in the backyard with dad and that's that's super fun for me uh you know they they also do their own stuff river's too young for any of the organized sports yet but lakens and softball and cheer and gymnastics and you know obviously school and uh and so whatever they want to do we're going to go at um as hard as we can if they if they decide to shoot then we'll shoot if they decide to hunt we'll hunt if they uh they want to be ballerinas and you know, baseball players, and that's what we'll do. All right. Well, yeah, you you go along for the ride when you become a dad. I found that out a long time ago, that's for sure. Travis Beer, trick shooter, one of the most popular features of Game Fair. He's going to be there this weekend and next weekend. We have more from Travis later on in the show. But up next, time to talk a little fishing. It's Lake of the Weekday. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors slash Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. We are headed over to the Park Robbins Area Fisheries Office, checking in with Mike Kelly. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Always a highlight of the summer to hear myself on the radio. <laughs> well, good. Well, we're going to let you talk then. Uh, our lake today is Blacksmith Lake, and it's a pretty easy one to talk about because uh, really the only thing we talk about is trout. Yep, it's uh, it's a stock trout lake, so um, pretty much there's only rainbow trout in there, and uh, that's where you want to keep it. So um, our trout lakes have kind of a special regulation on them that 
Um, no live minnows may be used or possessed as bait on those because uh, they compete with our trout. So um, if we can just keep them to trout, our trout survive better, grow better, and it's just better for everybody. What has what are the characteristics that make you decide we want this one to be a trout lake? So um, we've got three uh, trout lakes kind of similar to Blacksmith in our area. Um, Blacksmith, Crappie, and Newman Lake are the three that we manage. Um, and generally they're um, very deep lakes, they're very small lakes, and they're very kind of clean or clear lakes. Um, so Blacksmith Lake is uh, 38 and a half acres. Um, it gets down to 45 feet of water, but water clarity is 15 to 20 feet. Um, it has real clear uh, waters. There's not a uh, ton of food available for a lot of fish, but it's a small lake, so it doesn't really support a lot of, um, like, the walleyes or crappies or bluegills that we normally see uh, in a lake like that. So um, just those, um, and all those lakes are actually surrounded um, by forestry land. Uh, they're not very developed, so um, there's not much uh, real runoff or issues coming into the water either, so they, they maintain that, that clean and clear and cool water for uh, support trout. So even if you're not really into trout fishing, if you're looking for a nice quiet day, it's a pretty good lake to be on. Yeah, they're uh, they're it's in a beautiful area. Um, it's surrounded by forestry land. Um, there's actually a couple cabins on it that are uh, uh, county leases that people have had for years, but uh, they're rarely used. They're more uh, deer camps for people in the fall. Um, but yeah, a lot of the shoreline of Blacksmith Lake, people use it for camping in the summer, um, shore fishing in the summer, and people also. Um, get out in uh, canoes and kayaks and boats to go fish it also. So you uh, you can do uh, trout fishing from shore on that lake? Yep, it's it's actually pretty popular. There's quite a few places that people um, hike into and just uh, fish offshore. Do you get much, uh, as far as much, um, oh, what's what I'm looking for, um, boat traffic in there, or is it mainly like canoes and, and shore fishermen? There's a fair amount of boat traffic uh, in the summer. Um, I mean, your your nice weather weekends and especially especially holiday weekends can be pretty busy on a little lake like that between shore fishermen and people out in boats. And uh, Blacksmith has actually got a public access on the west-hand side that's ran by the county. Um, but it's a pretty small access. There's really only room to park one or two rigs down by the access, and if there's any more, it kind of blocks anybody else being able to get down there. Um, but there is some parking uh, a few hundred feet up. Um, there's some old logging landings that you can park on, too. So, um, but the access is down a logging road, and uh, the road conditions have been deteriorating, so it almost takes a four-wheel drive truck and a smaller boat, like a 17- or 16-foot boat or less, to get back there. Um, it's an earthen dock or an earthen ramp. There's a, there's no dock or no uh, restrooms or anything, and like I said, parking is pretty limited there. Okay. How has, I mean, what have, I don't know how much studying you do or how much it's just anecdotal. What are you hearing about the fishing and how good it's been on that lake the last few years? The, the fishing's been good, and it's been real popular. With the, uh, the COVID situation, we, we're seeing a lot more people get out there. This last winter was pretty open winter, um, so access was, was pretty easy to get back to the lake. So we actually saw quite a bit of ice fishing pressure, too. Um, and the trout lakes, it's a... Uh, there have actually kind of been some pretty cool changes that have taken place recently on them. Um, all three of the trout lakes um, we actually stocked historically with an Arley strain of rainbow trout. Um, in 2012 to 2016, we, we stocked them with an Arley and a Kamloop strain where we did 50-50, um, and we marked uh, one of the strains and just wanted to see how they survived, how they grew, um, just to see if we could learn more about what was going on. 
And uh, what we found out was we had much, much, much better survival of the Kamloops strain, a rainbow trout, uh, in all three lakes. Um, so starting in 2017, all the fish we stocked have been Kamloops. And uh, we're kind of excited. Kamloops generally are a little longer-lived uh, uh, rainbow trout. So uh, in the next few years here, um, we're actually planning on sampling it this summer. Um, we'll see kind of what the growth rates are and uh, see if we see some bigger fish than we've seen historically. Do you get a lot of feedback? Is there a lot of people fishing trout in, in the Park Rapids area? We see a lot of people fishing trout uh, when the walleye lakes are closed. Um, so trout strain, or the trout season in the winter usually goes from uh, mid-January to March 31st. So that last month of, uh, of March, basically, when walleye season's closed and the weather gets a little bit nicer, it gets to be pretty popular. Um, and then, like I said, uh, like holiday weekends and weekends, there's actually quite a bit of pressure um, on some of those trout lakes we have. Okay. I, I think trout fishing is fun, and, of course, it's delicious fish, too. Um, I'm, I, I know that there's a, there's a strong contingent, you know, of trout unlimited guys around here that, that like to do it. But I, I'm just surprised that it isn't more, even more popular. I guess when you have as many fish to choose from as we do, <laughs> it's just another fish. Yeah, that's that's the normal issue we see around here is how many good fishing lakes do you want to drive by to go fish a different lake. Uh, yeah. So a lot of our trout lakes are kind of a little bit off the beaten path, So, um, but they're kind of a destination too because uh, it's a unique resource for the area. Yeah, and you know, and I, I hear quite a few guys, you know, because Newman's fairly close to Bemidji. I hear a lot of talk about Newman. Um, so I know people do it. Uh, you do have to get the uh, the trout stamp, of course, but to me it's it's well worth it. Yep, there, and like you said with the trout stamp, there's a few kind of special things that people aren't used to when you go fish um, a designated stream trout lake, what Blacksmith is. Um, all anglers 18 to 64 must have a trout stamp to fish it. Um, you can only fish it when trout fishing season is open, um, so that for ice fishing season usually runs mid-January to the end of March, um, and then it runs from walleye opener, which this year's May 15th, uh, to October 31st, but there's no fishing outside of those dates. Um, there's a five-fish limit on trout uh, with no more than three over 16 inches on the trout stream lakes. Um, only one line is allowed. That goes for both summer and winter. Um, there's no live minnows that can be possessed. And then there's actually fishing hours, so you're allowed to fish one hour before sunrise to 11 p.m. Okay. And, of course, uh, that's the, we're talking about the lakes, and there's there's also actual trout streams, miles and miles and miles of them, but that's a whole different uh, conversation. That, that's correct. So um, both trout streams and trout lakes have kind of some special regulations on them, so anglers should make sure and check the regulations or give the whole local fisheries office, and we'll set you straight on them. Anything else you want us to know about uh, Blacksmith Lake before we wrap it up? I think it's just a cool resource in the area. It's got really clear water up to 20 feet clarity, and this is kind of a, a unique thing for people to go explore. Mike Kelly from the Park Rapids Area Fisheries Office with the details on this week's Lake of the Week, Blacksmith, <laughs> Blacksmith Lake. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Kev. Kim. Take care. Blacksmith. Really? <laughs> This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Travis Mears of Fort Worth, Texas is a trick shooter, and he will be showing off this weekend at Game Fair next weekend as well. And Travis, you mentioned hunting season, so you do have a practical application for uh, for this dead eye uh, that, you, that you can use. I do. I love to hunt. So uh, the shooting seasons continue to get longer, but my, my hunting 
uh, mindset kicks in about September 1st. And so we'll start off with um, dove hunting. And this year I'm going to New Mexico on an elk hunt uh, with my bow September 1st through the 5th. Um, and then, you know, obviously I'm super passionate about shooting uh, and hunting whitetail. Um, but really, I always say if it uh, bleeds or breeds, then I want to hunt it. So. <laughs> Well, one of the things going on up here in Minnesota is uh, the uh, development of high school trap shooting uh, and, and actually representing your area high school. Thousands and thousands of kids. It's one of the fastest growing sports in the state. Um, do you have that in Texas? We do. Um, but to be honest with you, um, the way that they're doing it up in Minnesota has become a model. I mean, they all, they all have some of the largest uh, high school shooting um high school shooting and competitive teams in the country. Um, so f- from my experience being up at game fair and talking to folks, a lot of the, a lot of the competitive shooting, youth shooting in Minnesota is mostly trap shooting. Um, down where I'm at, trap shooting is not near as big. Um, so the kids shoot a lot of skeet and sporting clays and a little bit of trap. Um, but we, we aren't, we aren't near the, uh, the size that they are up in Minnesota. Um, I, I own a shooting range in Fort Worth, and so we've probably got 10 or 15 different high schools from the DFW area that come out and practice. Uh, but their, their teams will be, you know, 20 to 30 strong, where I've heard some of the teams in Minnesota are 100, maybe 200-plus. Mm-hmm. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it's it's really taken on. And I, the, the thing I love about it is uh, – you know, it's a it's a great sport. There's a lot of of uh, um, girls and females involved. It's a great sport for them, um, and and they and they're thriving too. So um, it all the way across. It's it's a very popular sport right now. It's uh, it's super encouraging as a shooter. It's um, passionate about the future of the sport because uh, this is a game that you can play from eight to ninety eight. There is no end. It's not like baseball and football. And so if we can get these kids. Uh, out there and passionate about the shooting sports now, then um, hopefully later in their life they can introduce it to their kids and keep this keep this game growing and and keep it strong. You mentioned safety, and I think that's probably you know uh, knowing my wife and, and a mom's perspective, that's probably something that maybe scares a parent about uh, getting involved in in that. Uh, but uh, you know the one thing I know about shooters, and I know a lot of them because hunting's huge up here too. Um, they are very safe. They they know what to do. They know how to take care of themselves and their weapons. Well, it, there's there's a lot of stats, and I see it on my end as a range hunter, but there's a lot of stats that uh, shotgun and youth shotgun sports are the safest sports that they can play in high school. You know, they're not going to roll an ankle, and they're not going to, you know, tear up an ACL. Um, so as far as injuries go and accidents go, it's actually the safest sport that they can play. Um which is great. You know, I'm glad those stats are out there. And that just goes to, you know, compliment the coaches and, and, and safety officers that are keeping everybody uh, responsible on the line. I know from my experience growing up as a, a young shooter, when you're on the line, it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old. You have to act like you're 50. And so it, it made me mature uh, very early. And so, uh, I found myself hanging out, you know, as a 12-year-old with a bunch of 45-year-old, you know, friends of my dad's and not running around town with my, you know, with my buddies. Uh, just because maturity-wise, we were at a different level. So uh, it's a great sport for um, 
teaching kids how to be responsible and uh, how to handle firearms. So uh, say we've got a bunch of these young shooters uh, listening and, and they kind of are gravitating towards that trick shot type thing. Um, give us a rundown. How, how, what, would the be, what would be the next steps for them? Well, um, first of all, you've got to be exposed to it. So you, there's a ton of videos on YouTube. Um, you can go to my website. It's travismears.com, and I've, I've got some videos out there. Um, some good buddies, good buddies of mine are really, really good with the film stuff. And that's the Ghoul brothers. They're out of, uh, they're actually out of Minnesota. They, they do really good with posting good video content. And so, uh, seeing, uh, us do it will kind of give you an idea of how to do it. And really what it takes is stacking up a whole bunch of cases of shells and a whole bunch of cases of targets and getting out in a cornfield or, at the range and just trying it and you got to start small and then build yourself up. It's, you know, we're not supposed to shoot the shotgun from the hip or between the legs or behind the back, uh, but it can be done. You just got to know how to do it. It's a, it's a trial and error. Um, you know, it's a trial and error deal. So that's why there's not many people that do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. So, uh, if we're going down to game fair this weekend, we want to catch your show. Uh, when can we see it, uh, this weekend and next weekend? Yeah, so uh, right to the right of the entrance um, where you come into the game fair is going to be the stadium. And so uh, I'll be doing a show there, if I remember right, it'll be at 11 o'clock and 4.30. So one of the first shows and uh, the very last show uh, will be my shows, and that's on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. So there's three stands there, and they do a few things right before the show, and then I start shooting away and... And uh, it's super fun. doesn't matter if you are into hunting or shooting. You will be entertained, and you will have fun at the trick show. Travis, we thank you for taking some time and uh, sharing about your skill and your uh, talents. We appreciate that. Welcome to Minnesota again this year, and look forward to having a great game fair. Well, I appreciate that. I can't thank you enough for inviting me on, and, and uh, to Chuck and Lorelei at Game Fair for inviting me up to, to, the, uh, to the fair. This is one of the best in the in the whole world, and so I can't wait to get there tomorrow and start shooting for everybody. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for being here. <laughs>